Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perik Chof Beis, Pasuk Yutes, Lachain Koamar Hashem Elohim. And we, as promised, are, have come to a most unusual, ironic, paradoxical dialogue between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael. What its basic tenet of this relationship is, no matter how far you sink B'nai Yisrael as a people, no matter to what depths of religious observance, religious behavior, character as a nation you sink to, I am still going to be there for you. In other words, I will raise you from the depths no matter what. However, before I can completely rebuild you, before I can reshape you into a glorious nation that you are intended to be, I have to paradoxically destroy you first to put you together. That's the essence of what they're saying. It's a very difficult concept. In other words, to build you, I've got to take you apart and destroy you. And the metaphor we're going to see is like silver, a very valuable commodity. B'nai Israel, you are like silver, but you have lost the elements of silver. You are now dross. The only way I can get back is get you back is to put you in a pot, reconstitute you as silver. The metaphor being that yes, the gullus, the destruction, the deaths, the destroying of the base Hamikdash has to be done to make you better. Very difficult concept, but let's explore it. Pasuk Yutes. Lochein koamar Hashem Elohim, yan heyos kulchem lesigim. Because all of you are lesigim. Sigim means dross. Lochein hinini koveitzeschem el tochirushalayim. I am going to gather you into the midst of Yerushalayim, which could be the metaphor. I'm going to gather you into this cauldron in Yerushalayim. Kuvatsas kesef unachoshes. The gathering of kesef is silver, nechoshes is brass, barzel is iron, opheres is lead, bedil is tin, el tochkur lapachas I am going to gather you all in that immense cauldron, eshlan ticha, a fire to reconstitute you, to totally melt you down. Cain echbots va'api uvechamosi. That is how I will do it in my anger, in my fury. V'hinachti v'hitachti eschem. I will melt you in that pot. What is meant by dross? The, the, just the remaining of silver. In other words, uh-huh. the shearings, the, you know, the powder. It has no value. It's, all the value is gone. Wheat from the chaff. It would be like it. I will gather you. I will put fire upon you. We're talking about the uh, process, the refinery process. 
uh, you will melt down within it. That would be the first step. Continues the novel. Just like silver is melted down in a furnace, so you will be melted as well now. You will know, Ani Hashem, I am the Lord, Shafati Hamasi Alechem, I have poured out my wrath upon you. You are a land of total tumor, of contamination. There is no rain on my day of anger. We know from the Chumash, rain is a symbol of the bracha of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The withdrawal of rain is the withdrawal of the Kaddish Baruch Hu's bracha. You don't even have the merit of rain. You are so far gone. Now the Novi is going to take apart every segment of Jewish society that prevailed there, the Kahuna, the uh, Nevi'im, the people, the rabbis, all of them, and just show how they have failed you, the political process, how it has failed you. Start with the Nevi'im. We start with the Nevi'im because, as we've said dozens of times, you cannot overestimate the deleterious effect that these Nevi'e Sheker have had on B'nai Yisrael. They have told you what you want to hear. They have told you um, things that make you feel good and relaxed and comfortable. They have told you lies. Kesher Nevi'ah. Kesher means a conspiracy. The conspiracy of prophets. And as the Radak says, Nevi'e Sheker Kishu Kesher B'nehem. They formulated really the same soundbite as it were amongst them. In other words, each one had the same prepared nonsensical prophecy. It was like a lion terrorizing everybody, Torah tearing into its prey. Nefesh Ochlu, they devoured souls. Chosen v'yokor yikochu, they took money and your treasure. Almonoseho hirbu besocha, they multiplied widows in your midst. How all this? Because they have told you, don't worry, nothing's going to happen. You're not going in any goals. And so when it came, and when they followed your advice, you were without, your money was seized, your soldiers, the fruit of your youth, were killed in battle, making widows. You listened to them, you followed what they told you, that's what happened. Now come to the Kohanim. Kohaneha, Chamsin Tarasi, they just rejected my Torah. They desecrated my sanctity, my my sanctuaries as well. They made no distinction in dealing with you between what was weekday, being, you know, commonplace as opposed to the sacred. 
they, they made no distinction between the holy and the non-holy, the secular. Lo the defiled and the clean, lo they did not acknowledge. So at Shabbos, they closed my eyes, their eyes, I was desecrated. They made a chilol in my place. What are they saying? The Kohanim are charged with being the teachers of B'nai Israel. They are charged with monitoring their religious thing. And what they did is they didn't have the courage to correct, to teach, to say, no, you're doing this wrong. Consider Shabbos. They didn't even tell me, they avoided their eyes. The says, They saw the people carrying in the Rishish Harabim, in the public domain on Shabbos. And see what a formidable Isser this is. And they, they just ignored it. In other words, they didn't have the guts to try and correct, to try and fulfill their task as the teachers of B'nai Yisrael. Did they violate Shabbat themselves? It doesn't seem so from this. No, we even know that the kahuna in that first temple were fairly responsible people in terms of themselves. But no, it's for others. They lacked just the the strength of character to, to make rebuke, to say, you're wrong. This is silly what you're doing. So Reha, now we come to the political process. So Reha, they're like ravenous wolves tearing apart prey. Why? They are corrupt. They are totally venal. They do it to kill people. In other words, you can be corrupt giving a bride to some official to have some easement on your property. These guys bribed officials to falsely try people, to falsely judge them, to literally kill them. Etc. That's how corrupt was the judicial process made by the officers. It was without any morality. Laman In other words, to get illegal gain, to enrich themselves. That was their only intent. Now we come back. Again, those false prophets. And read Radak, or let me read it to you. Radak says, Nevi'ah, why do we repeat it a second time? We just did a pasuk on how evil they are. Shav Od, we're saying it again. Lizkar ha-Nevi'im, l'fishahim ha-yu gormim, kol That's what Radak said. They were responsible for all the terrible things that happened. Why? Because they had made up their mind. They were Nevi'e Sheker. And as we've said before, Nevi'e Sheker weren't just, you know, half-crazed loons on the street corner prophesying. They were very sophisticated. They were very learned. They were very articulate. But they were evil. They had an agenda. The agenda was to prevent 
you from surrendering to Nebuchadnezzar or to go without resistance. They wanted you to stand fast, and this is what brought them down. And even in religious affairs, you're not bad, you're not going to be punished, you're doing the right thing, etc. And it corrupted and destroyed the internal soul of a nation. And so Navi repeats, We've had this metaphor before. They made for them, they designed a plaster. As we've learned, the plaster wasn't real plaster. It was a synthetic, ersatz, gooey plaster that couldn't stand for hours as a building shelter. And so what they did was they built these structures that were flimsy to start with, the structures of their prophecies, and they coated it with a plaster that couldn't withstand the first rainfall. Chosim Shah and these false prophecies were Kosmim Lahem Kazav and the lies of their visions and their magic, Omrim Koamar Hashem Elohim, and they have a frontry to say, This is what the Lord your God says. Hashem Lo Diver, God said nothing to them. Amha'aretz, now we come to the plain, ordinary John Doe citizen. The Amaretz, Ashtu Oshet Begazlu Gazel. Their desire went no further than squeezing and um, uh, milking the public and stealing, to steal, to enrich themselves. The Ani, the Evion, they abused the poor and the Evion. They just um, exactly squeeze them out of everything they own. This hager or screw, and moreover the ger, the, the um, convert, the resident in Israel that came to live there, a high priority of care is afforded to them. Oshku below mishpat. They strangled it, as it were, without justice. The court system was rigged. They were rigged against them. It just could not survive. Interesting metaphor. Zeradak says, Amarti, I said, said the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Maybe there is one man in that multitude that will step forward and say, No, heal these breaches. Close the breaches. Get your lives in order. Get your society in order. Um, the Omeg of Paris, and he will stand in that breach, dividing all of you, uniting you now. The Fanaib standing before me, to stand to save the land from destruction. I could not find. Therefore, I will pour out my anger by with the fire and the heat. And of my fury, I will destroy them. Jakumba Rosham, they brought it on themselves. Their behavior is on their heads. Nasati Num, I have placed it on their heads. Num Hashem Elohim, I have placed it on them. They have no one to blame but themselves. Entire society is corrupt. And yet, let us conclude with that, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to keep you as his nation. He will not let you go. And if he has to destroy you, to reconstitute you, so will it be. 
And have we not seen the Gaulus of Bovel was probably the most successful exile in our history. Out of it came a society of Torah, a society of justice, and we see 70 years later, they get that second chance as a nation uh, when Cyrus and Darius sponsor them, front all the expenses for building a second base on Midrash. And so we will continue with that metaphor in Yir Hashem, 8.45 tomorrow. Do not miss this.